0: Hi, I'm Gwen. And I'm Jim. And welcome to the Backstage Show. week on the backstage show we're going to talk a little bit about a topic that we alluded to in the previous episode and that would be burnout dun 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 (gasps) yes the the (laughs) the dreaded burnout the phenomenon of too much theater in your life
1: yes which is something we're both familiar with and probably many of our
0: listeners are i think in some some way that played a part in us starting to do this particular podcast yeah in
1: some way it did but i mean it's interesting you talk about too much theater in your life and some people are like there is no such thing
0: well i might have felt that way at an earlier point in my life when i was more youthful and had more vigor and energy i
1: think that's a a lot of what it is is uh just getting older
0: but now that it's all downhill from here
1: all downhill i ain't
0: got time for that anymore
1: (laughs) ain't nobody got time for that Yeah, so, I mean, it's just a matter of being involved versus being over-involved, and where is that boundary?
0: Well, yeah, and it depends, it varies for everybody. I mean, I alluded to my younger self. Mm-hmm. I, I, When I first started, you know, working full-time after I got out of college, mm-hmm. theater, getting involved with theater was a significant hub of my social activity. Yeah, I met a lot of people that way, made a lot of new friends that way, you know, sure we'd hang out, but... The main way that we spent a lot of time together was doing shows.
1: Exactly. And, and there tended to be enough overlap so that you'd, you'd get friendly with certain people and they'd keep cropping up. Or at least if you stuck to a single theater. Which I didn't.
0: I kind of bounced around a
1: bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, w- when I first got involved, like, you know, I didn't get involved right out of college. I had a really, really small circle of friends and, and hung out with them. And then I started working like almost an hour away from where I was living And I worked with somebody who was involved with community theater and said, hey, why don't you come out and uh, audition for this show? I'm like, yeah, it's something I've always thought about doing. And I got cast and it worked out really well and eventually led to me moving because I was not only doing, you know, I was not only working an hour away from home. I was then doing community theater an hour away from home and all of my friends were an hour away from home because I started making friends there. So I got really involved really quickly, was at a point where. You know, I was involved with... uh, It was Forge Theater when I started off, and I was doing every non-musical in a season. So I'm doing, what is that, like four shows a season,
0: four Uh, shows a year. They have like five or six, don't they?
1: Yeah, I think they have... I want to say it was six shows and
0: two musicals. Two musicals, okay. So I think I was doing four
1: shows a year. And I was on the board, and it was
0: just nonstop. Well, I stayed out of the uh, the behind-the-scenes stuff, at least initially. I Mm -hmm. mainly just stuck to specific productions, and that was it. But within a few years of... You know, first getting involved by about, I don't know, 2005 or so. Mm-hmm. I was up to the point, kind of a similar level of doing about four shows a year.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, both of us so at that saying point. that over
0: two or three years.
1: Sure. And both of us were single at that point. Yeah. So that made it easier because we didn't, we weren't answering to anybody else, not that we're answering to our significant others. Well, I mean, significant I was others,
0: dating, but.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, we were dating and things like that, but that, I, I, I don't know. You you feel, I don't know if I feel guilty I feel guilty enough just coming up here to record stuff, but uh, that's a, m- a much less committed.
0: <laughs> you commitment. felt less tied down, did you?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, in a way I did. I felt less obligated. If I'm, if you're dating, you're planning specific dates, and that's when you're spending time with them, whereas right. if they're living in your home, you're living in the same home as they are. Every time you're gone, if they're not doing something else, then you're apart.
0: Right, and then add to that, eventually, you know, starting a family or whatever.
1: Right, which, which I've done, and that, that took up more of my time, and that led to a point where I'm like, I just, I can't burnout is not a question anymore it's more than one show in in a year really is burnout for me
0: yeah i I, let me ask you this this is kind of an observation i was thinking about but amongst most of the people that you've known in community theater worked with Mm -hmm. would you say that probably there's been a concentration a lot of 20 somethings and then a lot of middle age and up not so much in the maybe 30s and early 40s
1: i think 30s and 40s is is, uh, a lot of people starting families and things like that. And it's harder for for those in our age group to be involved. There's still a significant number, at least at Barley Sheaf. Okay. There's still enough there that I, I don't feel like I'm the only one in that age group when I do get involved. But yeah, it's definitely, I would say the younger end of it, below 30 is probably the largest group and then there's you know people that are their their kids are older and they're able to get back involved
0: that's generally been my experience especially in recent productions that i've been involved with mm-hmm. many of the people i've worked with lately at least have been under 30 yeah or like you said have you know they have have grown kids or right. older kids at this point and although people to... my
1: age have grown kids so well but <laughs> I'm, I'm in mean, the minority there
0: they're they're at a point where you know if they had done it before maybe they're just getting newly into it then yeah they kind of get back into it in the game but you know in that in-between period i think a lot of people just don't have the time or the energy yeah. to it's hard devote to vote to theater like to they used it. to if it was something that they had been doing a lot earlier yeah. in their lives
1: and i mean even when you have the time we, we're still talking about burnout because if you do too much of it you get you almost get sick of it in a
0: way yeah i, I when i was at my peak as far as the number of shows being involved with you know, in some cases they overlapped a little bit. Oh, absolutely. I, you know? I, I had
1: constant overlap in like the early 2000s. Like,
0: I remember cases where I missed a couple of the early rehearsals of yep. a production because I was finishing up the previous production yeah. still.
1: And I see other people still doing that now. And, and in a small way, I'm jealous. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, well, you know, I can pick and choose. And I, I used to do shows where I'm like, eh, I feel like doing a show. I'm going to uh, go audition for this show I've never heard of. And right. I'd go in and get involved in a show that I knew nothing at all about. Now I would never do that. I would read the script ahead of time. I'd be a lot more aware of what I'm getting myself into. Yeah. Well, I learned that the hard way. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I mean, to start doing that. It, it's you, you can get that burnout sense where you're getting
0: a few weeks into the production and going, "What did I get myself into?" Right. You learn to become more selective, I guess. Yes. Uh, in that regard. Oh, and, and the other thing I was thinking about related to that is. Especially if you're acting, mm-hmm. you know, there's never a guarantee which show you're going to get into. So you might have a tendency to go to as many auditions as you think you're interested in. Right. Or, you know, and, and you don't have control of when they come up and maybe you're afraid that, oh, this is a role that I always wanted to play. Right. It's not really the best time for me to do this, but I don't know when I'm going to get another opportunity to do this role. And I really like this show. And
1: Exactly. And, and a I'm fear still... fear of missing out. Yes. There's definitely a fear of missing out. And that can lead you to do these shows that even with something like that, where you're like, I may not get this opportunity again. This is such a great show. I really want to get involved in it. But if you're already hitting that burnout level, you'll get involved with it. And then you'll be like, you know what? Maybe this wasn't so important. And what have I done? And now I'm kind of stuck with this and you're kind yeah. of quasi enjoying it. Right. But...
0: This is not what I hoped for. Mm-hmm. Well, another thing too, thinking about certain roles that maybe I really would have thought would be cool to play. uh example mm-hmm. would have been like how and proof. Yeah. Uh, or Billy Bibbit in um, "Wanna Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest." Mm-hmm. Well, I'm certainly never going to get the chance to do that at this age. Yeah, I've yeah. missed my, I've missed the window. But at the time, you know, I if that was a role I really wanted to do, I probably would have thought, well, now's my chance.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I've been involved with that too. But I've also been at a spot where you do get into that kind of thing, and then and then I feel that burnout coming in, and I feel it's this obligation because I've made a commitment and I'm always going to do the best that I can. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff, and you'll hear, you know, you can talk to my wife and you'll hear it where, like, before I leave for rehearsal, I'm like, God, I really don't want to go to this. I'm not happy. But then I'll go to the rehearsal, and by the time I'm I'm into the rehearsal, I'm enjoying myself and I am happy with it. But that sense of burnout, that sense of, I don't know, ennui, just kind of comes on when you're not in the moment and doing the work.
0: I'm not going to name specific shows, but I will definitely admit to feeling of I'm just here because I'm fulfilling a commitment that I said I would do. Yeah. I really have no great love of what I'm doing here. Mm -hmm. I probably wish I had not said yes to this, but here I am. I will, you know, do what i said i was going to do right and, and then it's it'll uh, be which
1: over. which doesn't mean you're not doing your best and not giving your all and doing your best work but that doesn't mean you're happy to be there it's and energetic that I'm about doing it just by
0: viewing it rather dispassionately and i think it yes. comes from the sense of you know it, more of a sense of situations where somebody asks if you could do something mm-hmm. it's not sorry that you volunteered for it on your own Right. Uh, it's more of a feeling like, oh, I need. Uh, could you do this for the show, please, for yeah. us? You're like, all right, I'll do okay. it. Okay, <laughs> let's see if I can fit this in. And here's a question:
1: When you are involved with something like that, where you're not really gung ho about it, and you've got a certain sense of obligation for it, even though you're there and you feel you're putting your all into it and you're doing your best work, do you think the work is affected? And do you think that perhaps you're not? Doing as good a job as you
0: think you are. That's always hard to say. Yeah,
1: I get concerned about that because, look, I'll i will come perfectly clean here and talk about the last show I directed, okay. which was uh, Don't Drink the Water. So going into that, that was Barley She's 50th season. I put in to direct Death Trap. I was selected to direct Death Trap. Unfortunately, we were not able to get the rights for Death Trap. So the board comes back to me and says, is there anything else you're interested in directing it so happened they they had selected one backup show and that backup show ended up taking the place of Chicago so they had no other show that they were going to put in so it was pretty much is there anything else you want to direct and the way they were setting stuff up is they were putting in one show from each decade the theater had been around so I went all right well let me go back and look and I looked through the shows from the decade that that were put up at the same time as death trap put up uh, in that same decade And one of the shows that was in there was Don't Drink the Water. Now, when I had been putting into direct, I read a whole lot of scripts. I had a lot of things that I was considering that I might put in. That was one show that I had considered maybe three to five years previous. But I had eliminated it because I read it and I went, you know, it's good, but it's a little bit dated. I'm not sure how well I could put it on. But this was something I had considered. It was the same decade, and they needed a show to go in there. So... I said I would direct Don't Drink the Water, and they went, okay, great, thank you very much. And I went into it, and admittedly, I was not very gung-ho about it. I was a little burned out at that point. And how,
0: how soon did that kick in, would you say? Right Al- away? It, almost quickly? right
1: away, because it was the first show of the season. So, And I was currently in a show. That was the other thing. I was in the April-May show, the one season. So I'm doing what, what turned out to be basically back-to-back shows. I, I I finished acting in the one show, and then Don't Drink the Water started up right away. So that was something else that led to burnout. And I'm dealing with a, a a two-year-old at home. So this was something that I was just discovering as as my directing was getting started, that he really didn't like that I was disappearing three nights a week. Right. And I had to continue doing that for several months. Now, I, I went. I did not miss a single rehearsal that I'm aware of. I I ran everything. I did the best I could. I know there were certain moments where I was probably... I don't know, grumpier than I might have otherwise <laughs> been, uh, and and I kind of lashed out at an actor at one point who, who wasn't remembering his lines and and screwing up with his props. Hair trigger. Yeah, I, I think that's really what it was. Is I was really kind of on the edge for this, and you know, anybody that knows me is knows that I've probably been on the edge for good 30 years at this <laughs> point so so it's not like that was a rare. high strung are you a little high strung but I mean the last few shows I had kind of recovered from that and I, and I was really comfortable in, in how I was directing and not as worried as I used to be but then this thing came along and I was all worried and I felt looking at the production I think we put on a solid production but I don't know if I put in my best work and that's what gets me more concerned about the theater burnout than anything else is is it affecting me to continue on even though I'm feeling that burnout
0: Interesting. From my own experience, I would say that, you know, my last two directorial productions, mm-hmm. um, True West and uh, the other one, Out of the Baskervilles, <laughs> were rather tough on me for different reasons. Mm-hmm. In the case of the former, it was because we had some rather difficult challenges to overcome within the rehearsals, mm-hmm. uh, the cast. Yeah, I, you I've had cast issues before. With that, right? We had yeah. cast issues that we had to deal with, and it was very frustrating. Sure. And. As people will probably tell you who worked with me at the time, you know, I was probably at the time feeling like, I don't know when I want to do this again. Yeah. A year, about a year and a half later, I did it again. Hound of the Baskervilles. And that also got to the point where for me, it was a little frustrating. Mm-hmm. Some of it had to do with things within the production itself, like some challenges, difficulties trying to work out certain things. Uh, certainly, uh, when it came time for people to get off book, that was a challenge. Yeah. That's always a challenge. That's, yeah. <laughs> Uh, But I think another big part of it at the time was I was dealing with frustrations associated with my day job as well. So that was, when you have other things in your life that are becoming overwhelming to you, it maybe diminishes the enjoyment level of the theater rehearsals and process because even though it can be fun, it's also a lot of work. Right. So, And there have been other productions where I've gotten to the point where starting to feel like this is just kind of starting to feel like a second job here.
1: Yeah. And I think it's that that balance between the the enjoyment and the distraction from your everyday life or when it becomes a burden in addition to your everyday life. And there's, there's the distinction and there's where it's, okay, it's great if it's giving you an outlet, but if it's becoming a problem in and of itself and more of a burden than a pleasure, I think that's when you need to step away for a while.
0: Yeah. You know, and- I've kind of been taking that tact where mm-hmm. once a show ends, I'm definitely not in a hurry to get involved in another one.
1: Yeah. But what's interesting. So I, I've kind of had that where, where I've stepped back and, and, you know, that's one of the things that led to this podcast, and I just took a long break, but then this season I've gotten back, I did a set design, I did the consulting directing that I just finished, and being involved, particularly with that consulting directing where I was at a few rehearsals, then now I'm itching to get back involved again. Yeah,
0: you're starting to get a taste of it yep, again, aren't you? Th-
1: that's when it's just, well, it's that's, hard to stay away. Well, a
0: slippery slope, though, because you're yeah. kind of at a point where it's interesting you again, mm-hmm. but you're not, like, overly committed to it.
1: Right, and that's why, at this point at least, I, I do intend to take another year off but, you know, did I really take a year off if I've been involved in the last two productions? You've stepped back a little.
0: Yeah. You've kind of scaled it back a little bit into a way that is more manageable and worth it to you.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a way to avoid that burnout. It's like I've kept my foot in the door, but I haven't just jumped right in completely. And that's been useful for me and been helpful for me. And it's starting to to stoke the fire beneath my interest again what,
0: yeah what you're doing is kind of something i thought about too as far as maybe a way to possibly stay involved if the opportunity came up in, yeah and so far as you know helping others with exactly. their productions yeah but not I, necessarily I, having to bear the the burden of being the showrunner
1: yeah either being the you know Where the buck stops as a director, or even as an actor, you're completely responsible at least for your one role. Mm -hmm. So with something where it's just you know helping out, like the consulting directing was particularly good because I had a responsibility for the director who I knew could handle it on her own without me, and a certain responsibility for the show. But I saw how good the show was going, so it's almost like I felt like I reaped the rewards without it, with with very few of the without having to
0: put in a lot of the work.
1: Yeah, I mean you know I certainly had my input with things, but it, it was less directly involved. Yeah,
0: uh, and that's a good point. I think maybe a way to avoid burnout is to keep it interesting and adjust depending on what your levels of interest are and your level of commitment. Maybe for, say, a director or a leading role, mm-hmm. that's going to be the biggest commitment as far as a particular production, sure, having sure. to be at the most rehearsals, having to oversee a lot of the other things if you're a director. Mm-hmm. You know, if you had a smaller role in a particular production, you know, you're like a secondary character or something right. like that. And maybe you don't have to go as to as many rehearsals. It might be a little bit more manageable in situation. Sure. Maybe if you do different things, like if you act or direct or produce or set design or whatever, maybe changing it up, doing different things in different shows helps keep it interesting, too.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's one of the reasons that I got into directing, I think, was to avoid burnout as an actor. But, I mean, both of those things... Are pretty high commitment. I mean, if you're a director, you can look into assistant directing and helping somebody out with that. Uh, like you said, smaller role with, uh, with acting, or you can start to just mix it up and do something like backstage work. If you haven't done that before, because that kind of help is always needed and it yeah, still sure. keeps you involved. And if it's a matter of, you know, making sure that you're, you're seeing your peer group that would still have you involved with a show. And the commitment is
0: at least less until you start to get closer to the production. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I think uh, it, uh, challenge area is if you feel like you are, if there's like an expectation that you're a go-to person for doing something, mm-hmm. for doing a particular like you with function. sound design. Or, yeah, is that that's a personal <laughs> example in my case. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, That you know, you feel like a lot of people ask you. That seems to happen a lot in in tech. I think that's more common in tech, perhaps because yeah. of. Apparently, maybe there aren't as many people available yep. to do that, yep. or have the the skill to set or whatever to do that. So it you know kind of gets to the point of you know, hey, do I really have to say, look, I you know I got to be realistic here. I can't I can't necessarily say yes all the time. Yeah, I mean that that is realism is you really can't say yes
1: every time I, I know early on i was starting to get kind of pigeonholed as a tech person and and uh, sound designer and operating lights even i think i did that a few times but yeah at forge it was getting to the point where like every show was starting to ask me for tech help and i and i still i said no not because of fear of burnout but because i was going to get stuck backstage more than on stage and i was more interested in being on stage mm-hmm. at that time
0: yeah this Despite my uh, tendency to want to scale back a bit, I've actually been involved in five different productions this year. Wow. All of which pr- predominantly in a sound category. Right. Or capacity. And I'm sure... With at- a little bit of assistant directing mixed in. Right. A-
1: a- at least Most from of your- which was
0: kind of not planned. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. at-, at least from your perspective, you- you're probably thinking, oh, okay, well, they're asking me to do sound design. That's not that much work. I can get it done. But... People have to start to realize that you can't do everything. You can't do it every time, and uh, you you need to you need to set your boundaries.
0: Really, yeah. And this is getting like you know back to back, like uh-huh. you know a show in April or May, another one in June, another one in July, another one in August.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's one thing when you're 20 years old. It's another thing when you're
0: when you're an old man like you, Jim. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh, my aching bones, you know, and you're committing. You know, it's if you're time. running sound, you're committing three weekends, two yeah. or three weekends, depending on the run of the show, That is to being there. That That is one thing,
1: like once you have a kid, that people seem to understand. Because I've had people ask questions, and I'm like, I really can't. Because, of, you know, a- any commitment from that has to be cleared with my wife. Not that I, you know, I don't need her permission or anything. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm not going to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm leaving. I'm, I'm leaving you for
0: three weekends to go do a show All and right, sticking well. you with putting the kid to bed. Well, I don't quite have a kid to worry about per se, but at the same time, you know, I also also want to spend time with my fiance. I don't necessarily want to leave her alone every weekend too. Yeah. yeah. So it's just a matter of having a life as well (laughs) as having a a theatrical life.
1: Right. It was easier. I mean, seriously, even though we were dating, it was easier when we were single as far as commitment goes. And burnout was more just, oh, I'm doing too many shows and it's not, it's not finding that theater life balance they talk about work life balance but the theater in is like work it's sometimes. work
0: theater life balance
1: yes and you got to balance all three of those things and it can be tough
0: <laughs> yeah i found it very challenging at times especially lately especially with the the work angle too just you know okay i got a lot going on at work right now and yeah mm-hmm. uh, you know now i'm going to rehearsals and that's yeah. kind of laborious too to some extent especially it's when a it gets lot like in week. Those are, I used to, I have in the past, and I haven't always done it recently, but I have in the past taken off at least a couple days during tech weeks. Yeah, I, I Just used to Just because it to do gets that. me too much. I mean, you're, yeah, you get you're hardly home except to sleep, mm-hmm. and not enough of that. Yeah, and it's you know, it's kind of for that week, it's almost kind of like working two jobs.
1: Yeah, and we're talking about you know our home life, we're talking about our work life, our theater life. Well, what about? Other things outside of that. I mean, you might have other activities that you want to do. I might have chores to do. I yeah, might well, have cleaning uh, the house or what housework have, to do. What if you have other hobbies, <laughs> there uh, are, there I don't are. got time for those. Yeah. Well, that's that's the thing. You get burned out on that. You got you you don't have the time or don't have the energy to do other hobbies. And there
0: are you might want to be well balanced,
1: <laughs> not not concentrate on one thing.
0: It's it's very challenging with theater because theater certainly has you know peaks of activity leading mm-hmm. up to when the show opens where it can be kind of consuming for the uninitiated. Yeah. For those who aren't prepared for it. They call it Hell Week for a reason.
1: Yes, they do. They do indeed. So it's kind of, I, I mean, we're, we're, we're being a little glib here, but the, the bottom line is to avoid burnout. You just don't do as much. I mean, that's, yeah, that's what it comes you have down to, to.
0: You have to say, all right, set boundaries to say, all right, once the show's over, I'm not even going to think about theater for at least two to four weeks. I don't know what a good period of time was. It. You know, it's yeah. funny. I used to be... When I was younger, it used to be, okay, when I probably alluded to this in the last episode, but when the show wrapped, mm-hmm. you know, the first week, I was like, oh, great, I don't have to go anywhere. Right. By the second or third week, I'm like, uh, yeah, well, now what do I do? Now myself. what? Now yeah. what do I do?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now, I mean, I don't, I don't have problems finding time to fill that. So I guess if you, I don't know. I mean, burnout is a very personal
0: thing, but I think now it's a matter of. I don't have to go to theater rehearsals for a while, and I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah, I, and that's kind of where I am now, too, and it, it takes a while to get there. I think it's after, what, the 20 yeah, 20 years about that I've been involved with it, those first five to ten years I was doing back to back to back to back and overlapping shows and having a grand time, but even then, there's a certain amount of burnout, and when you're on the way to a it's like, i got to do this again. And it also depends on how the show you're involved with is going, because... There are certain shows that I've done where I've loved the role I was playing, but the group didn't gel quite as nicely, Mm -hmm. and I wasn't really, I didn't feel like I was doing a show with friends. Whenever I feel like I'm doing a show with a bunch of friends, then it's fun to hang out with all of them, and that's always the best feeling. But when you don't feel involved with the group as
0: much, then it feels more like a job. Right, and we can talk about that whenever we, uh, in a future, possible future episode, we talk about cast dynamics. Yeah, we'll get into that in a few weeks. I was also just going to say that, yeah. you know, as say a production is maturing, it's to the point of performing it and people will be talking about the next show and maybe asking if you're interested in auditioning for them, if they're directing it or mm-hmm. whatever, and you have to maybe politely decline because you're feeling like, eh, I need to take some time off right now.
1: Yeah. And that's okay. And that's I hope okay. they understand.
0: Yeah. Or I think people have been pretty good about respecting the need for people to take a break
1: yeah absolutely i mean people have definitely been understanding with me um but like i said i i feel like with the kid people are like oh yeah i understand i i, I mean if i didn't have that they'd be like oh come on they might try to convince me more cajole I, I still get, yeah i still get Twist some of that. Arm. i still get asked and and i just you just have to weigh it and, and determine whether it's worth it to you and w- whether you're it'll risk you not wanting to do anything after
0: it not wanting to do it or doing a crappy job
1: yeah yeah, as as you start to get closer to that level of burnout, and I guess the younger among you are probably nowhere near that, but you you'll just get start there to, one day. Yeah, and you just start to pick and choose your your
0: projects more. That's really what it comes down to. Fair enough. Well, yeah. I think we've just about summed it up at this I point. I think so. So plus uh, we've got a couple of people sitting here ready and waiting ready to and waiting uh, for next week participate to, for next week. you yeah, we're you're gonna be sitting here a long yeah, time. Yeah,
1: I hope that's okay. So uh, next week uh, <laughs> we'll have to order a turkey or yeah,
0: tofurkey or whatever.
1: Well, aren't we well past that? Thanksgiving was last week.
0: We're coming oh. up on Christmas now. I'm unstuck in time yeah. again. I got my
1: decorations up.
0: You do? Yeah,
1: I do. It's after. It's like December now, isn't it? I don't know.
0: I've lost count. Yeah, in case you couldn't tell, not we quite. do record I th- these I think it's advance, not so. quite December yeah. yet.
1: So next week, we're going to have uh, Stephen Renee Schultz with us. Uh, frequent community area community theater actor, director, other things. We they'll, go back they'll let a ways. You know. they'll a shared, shared history of experiences. Yes, and we'll and talk we'll about figure that. out whatever
0: mm-hmm. it is we'll be talking about at the time. Yep. So, until then, I'm Glenn. And I'm Jim, and you've been listening to The Backstage Show. Bye-bye. It's The Backstage Show! Starring... Glenn Reed! Jim Balsarek! With the not-ready-for...
1: What is... What's, With the world's least dangerous band. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to... The backstage show. (laughs) I am Corn Are you threatening me? It took me three hours to figure
0: out that FU is Felix Unger! The next imitation I have for you is the President Jimmy Carter. Hello! I am President Jimmy Carter. (laughs) See, you can do it. Thank you very much. That are not very loud.
1: Here I come to save the day! (laughs) <laughs> that doesn't work so well in audio
0: because you just have to. I'm running out of material. Yeah, there you are. They don't call it Hellreek Reek. Hell reek. <laughs> 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 uh, what are you doing next? Uh, you want to audition for me? Whatever. Oh, I think I hear them. Yes. Um, Let's pause. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Oh! That was kind of fun whee <laughs>